Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 20 of the 4-0 Sports Podcast. I never thought we'd make it to 20 episodes, but here we are. Thank you for all the support. Merch is in the works, actually. Yeah. We started talking about it this week, and we decided to move forward with it once we get to 350 followers. So keep hitting that, uh, keep telling everyone to hit the follow button, and once we get there, then we'll hit you guys with it. So um, starting off with our headlines, Devin Booker is to replace Anthony Davis in the All-Star game. Um, do you think he was the right put, like the right placement for that, or they should they put someone else in there for him? I I agree with the book placement. Um, I think that he should have made it for Chris Paul, but um, I'm glad he's getting the respect uh, he deserves. I think he's the best player on that Suns team. I think Chris Paul's helped him, but. I think Devin Booker's the best player on that Suns team, and he definitely got snubbed. And if he didn't make it, I'm pretty sure people are going to riot. Oh, yeah. A lot of people in the comments are pretty mad that he didn't make it. But he's on it now, so. Yeah. He's averaging 25 a game. I think he totally deserves it. Um, So, the Blue Jays third baseman, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., says he lost 42 pounds this offseason, which is crazy. I I don't know what he looks like now, but. I'm anxious to see what he's going to look like this season. Like, all fit and stuff. Uh, Juju looking, Juju's looking to resign, resign big with the Steelers and then eventually retire with them. That's what he wants to do. Do you think it would be better if for him, like, for his career, if he stayed in Pittsburgh and tried to, like, play long there and retire there? Or do you think it would be better on another team? Uh... <laughs> I don't – it really depends. It really depends on the Steelers' future looks like. In my opinion, I think he'd rather want to go to another team if he wants to win, but if he wants to remain low to the Steelers and go ahead and re-sign. I don't know if the Steelers have the cap room to re-sign him to a big deal or as much as he's asking for. I don't know how much he's asking for, but we'll probably cover that when we find that out. Um, yeah. I'd say if you want to get the, like, TikTok boy stuff removed off, you'll probably say leave the Steelers and go prove that you're, like, more than just a TikTok wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I love Juju. Um, but, you know, I'd probably say if he wants to win, go to another team. But if he wants to remain loyal to the Steelers, stay with the Steelers because the future, the future of the Steelers is very uncertain, and it doesn't look great right now. Yeah, if they plan on keeping Dwayne Haskins once, they, once Big Ben retires – then, which actually leads to my next headline. Um, the Steelers are bringing Roethlisberger back for another season. They still have to work out his contract. But once Roethlisberger's done, if they plan on keeping Dwayne Haskins in there, I don't, I, their future's, I don't even know if it's uncertain. It looks horrible for that. But in my opinion, I think it'd be better off for him to go try to win somewhere else. But I understand that he loves the city of Pittsburgh. And wants to stay loyal and like get, get a Super Bowl team there. So we'll see what he does. No one knows yet. That's just that's just what he wants personally. So Pau Gasol signs with FC Barcelona basketball. I did not think he used to be playing basketball. He's an old dude. He's like, <laughs> yeah, he's old. Um, that's where he began his basketball journey. So I believe that's probably where it's going to end. And uh, good for him. 
Jose Abreu test positive for COVID-19. He's not at the camp for White Sox. Um, not a huge deal. I mean, he'll be back in about 10, 14 days. He was the AL MVP, though, so um, you got to keep up with him and get him back in, back in, uh, back in the process once, he get, once he's healthy. And um, so now on to Christian with some more headlines. Yeah, I got a lot today, man. Um, so the first headline I have is Mark Cuban denies the Christoph Porzingis trade rumors. As some of you guys might know, um, the Mavericks were looking to trade Christoph, or supposedly they were looking to trade Christoph Porzingis, and they reached out to Golden State about a trade with him, which as a Golden State fan, I would not want. But what are your thoughts on this, uh, Matty? I, I mean, he's one of their big weapons on Dallas. I don't know why that rumor ever went around in the first place. But, yeah, it didn't happen, and I'm glad it didn't. He didn't. He shouldn't be out of Dallas. They still have a chance to make a run in the next couple of years. Although they're not doing very well this year, they can still they can still compete. Like, uh, they're just having an off year this year. Yeah. yeah. Chris Tapps has looked a little bit washed from the meniscus surgery. Uh, he's been through a lot of injuries recently. Um, mm-hmm. But... I don't think either side would be willing to give up uh, Chris Tapps, and I don't think the Warriors would be willing to give up the young assets. So, uh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's averaging 20 points a game, 8.2 rebounds a game. He's doing fine. Uh, I believe if Dallas got rid of him, then they would lose even more games. So I think it's best they keep him. Mm-hmm. And on to my next headline, Timberwolves guard Malik Beasley, who is probably their second-best player right now, uh, has been suspended 12 games with a guilty felony charge. How do you feel about this? Um, I mean, I don't, much, I don't have much to say. I mean, I this agree. is bad on his part. Yeah, the Timberwolves still suck. What do you What do you really do? I, I haven't read into that. Um, what I think he do? like threatened somebody. I think that's what I read in, into it. Um, I think he threatened somebody. Okay. I didn't know that you get a felony for that. But I probably have to read and do it more because it kind of just, it's kind of like recent news, I think. But um, yeah, I'm reading this right now. He's guilty to threats of violence. <laughs> That's weird. He's a menace to society, man. Maybe. But yeah, I don't really think the Timberwolves. I mean, it sucks as a Warriors fan because I kind of want the Timberwolves to win games because if the Timberwolves get a top three pick, then the Warriors lose their first round pick, which sucks. But uh, yeah. Um, Timberwolves are going to be the same Timberwolves and probably suck. So, yeah. Then my next headline is Orlando Brown, a tackle for the Baltimore Ravens. His agents are already starting to get trade scenarios, trade options together for him. Um, where do you think he'll go? Uh, just a bold guesses right now. Where, where do you think he'll go, Mary? Honestly, I don't know if they have a cap for it. But considering that Super Bowl here, that Super Bowl look for the Chiefs, they probably can't afford him, but they could totally use him. That was a pretty bad performance on their part. Uh, uh, there's um, Elton Jenkins for Green Bay. They're most likely not going to resign their number one, the number one ranked center in the league in the league they have, Corey Lindsley, and Elton Jenkins has been filling in for center throughout the year while Lindsley was hurt. So I believe they could take him as well. And then the Seahawks could use him. 
they definitely need they definitely need an O line. I'm not sure they give up for him. All righty. Um, I'd probably say I love it for him to stay with the Ravens, but obviously it's not happening. Um, I don't really know where it could go. I like the Chiefs uh, option that you picked because Eric Fisher is obviously towards Achilles. Yeah. Um, but I I think it could I think that they could trade him to the Bengals. Um, maybe even like the Jets. Maybe even the uh, I don't know. Maybe even like the Seahawks. Um, yeah, you, you know, can land a lot of places. It's very open. There's a lot of teams who probably need a left tackle as good as him because I don't think he gave up. He gave up like maybe like one to two sacks. I don't really know the exact statistic that I read, but I don't think he. I think he's, he's been pretty solid at left tackle. Mm-hmm. And then the next headline I have is Russell Wilson's football club, just his club, broached. So they brought up and discussed. Um, with the Seahawks on a potential trade. And while Russ hasn't asked to be traded, though, he hasn't asked to be traded yet, he would only consider the Cowboys, Saints, Raiders, and Bears as potential suitors for him. How do you feel mm-hmm. about this? Uh, I believe I believe he could make the Cowboys decent, honestly. Like, I believe that the Cowboys could easily win the NFC East if they got him. If he went to, if he went to Seattle, then, or not, if he went to Chicago, then I still wouldn't, I still don't believe they win the NFC North. They still don't have a good enough team overall, considering they're most likely going to lose Allen Robinson. But him on the Raiders would be dangerous. They have a good team. I no hate to Derek Carr, but, I mean, he's a versatile quarterback, but. Him on the Raiders, they could do, they could go places definitely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. My next nice. line Deshaun Watson with the new Texans head coach, former Ravens wide receiver coach. Thank God he's gone. Um, he said he has zero intentions of playing for the Texans ever again, but the Texans are not open to trading him yet. And Teams are starting to leave voicemails in their office, in the Texans' office. How do you feel about this? Get him out of there. I mean, he doesn't want to be there. That's just like, that's like you have a girlfriend who doesn't like you, and you're just like forcing her to stay around. Like, it's just, you're just like begging and pleading that they, that they will stick around, but they don't want to. Like, mm-hmm. let him go. I mean, and, get, and get, get something out of it. Like, get some good draft picks out of it or something. Or, or maybe you're another good QB that can you can build off of, but he obviously doesn't want to be there. I don't know what they're thinking having him still around. Yeah, I don't know. The Texans are pretty poverty though, so this is probably like the most Texans thing ever. Yeah, get some good draft picks is my like best scenario that they should get. Yeah. Is that what you got? Is that what you got for headlines? Okay. It's represented. All right. So now we're going to go on to we're going to analyze the NBA All Star reserves. So for team, we're going to do Team KD first. So for Team KD, we have Jalen Brown first. So he's averaging twenty five point seven points per game, four assists, five rebounds. He's shooting fifty eight from the field, and uh, this is his first All Star appearance. And I believe he should have had a couple more before this because he's been he's been balling out for a few years now. But he's finally getting some recognition, and um, 
I believe he's a good addition to the reserves list. Um, yes, I agree. Um, I love Jalen Brown ever since he's come to the league. I knew he was going to be a stud. Um, I think I don't think I disagree with you. I don't think he should have been an all star before this because he wasn't oh. putting up these kind of numbers. I think this is his breakout year right now. Um, but he's balling, man. Well, mm-hmm. not really right now. Sucks him playing pretty terrible basketball lately, but I think he still deserves it. Oh, no, he deserves it, I believe. Yeah, he's having a really good year. Mm-hmm. Second on the reserves list for Team KD is James Harden. Ever since he left Houston, he's just been – seems like he's found his place. He's having fun. He's playing well. He's already second on the list of most triple-doubles in the Brooklyn Nets franchise. He's played about, like, 22 games, so that's pretty good. Um, he's averaging 25 a game, 11 assists, and 8 rebounds. Shooting 49 from the field, and this is his ninth all-star appearance. Just James Harden. I mean, that's it. That's all I got to say. Mm-hmm. I agree. Anything said, this is, pretty, this is a lock of a pick, in my opinion. You know, mm-hmm. like he's balling out. It's James Harden. That's all I can really say. He's yeah. one of the key factors of the Mets. Mm-hmm. Next is Zach Levine. He's averaging 28. Points, five assists, five rebounds, shooting 51 from the field. And this is also his first all-star appearance. He's he's basically the main spark of the Bulls. I believe he can be for a long time. He's he's Is he a two- or three-time slam dunk champion? Two. Two? Okay. But, yeah, he can dunk like crazy. I mean, he's just overall a great player. And um, I applaud him for leading this Bulls team to where they are right now. Yeah, I know the Timberwolves fans are crying because they gave up Zach Levine in the Jimmy Butler trade. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think he should have made it last year. He definitely deserves it this year. If he didn't make it this year, I would have been furious. I would have been mad. I'm not even a Bulls fan, but this any NBA fan should know that he deserved to make it. Yeah, um, like I said, he's the main spark of that team. I mean, as of now, the Bulls would be in the playoffs, and um, – only other like main player I could think of that's on that team is maybe Kobe White or Larry, Larry Markkinen. But it's mainly Zach Levine doing all the work here. He's averaging, like I said, 28 points a game. And, uh, yeah, he's just balling out. So next is Julius Randle. He's averaging 23 a game, five assists, and 11 rebounds. He's shooting 47 from the field. This is also his first all-star appearance. He He's had closer to a mediocre career until now, until the season. This is d- most definitely his breakout year. And um, he's helping this Knicks team out a lot with R.J. Barrett. He, they have a young team, and he's totally helping them get up there. They're just out of the playoffs, but I believe they can still get it if he keeps performing the way he is. Christian, what's your take on Julius Randle making the reserves list? Um, I got I got a good you. Um, Julius Randle still very young, you know. Uh, Knicks fans are saying like this is the worst signing ever last year. Um, mm-hmm. you think he deserves it? Obviously, he's carrying the Knicks team. He's clearly the number one option. Um, there's a possibility that he leads them to, to the playoffs. I don't think so. Just because I feel they're like just out of it, but they're not. In, they're not in right now. 
I think they're the tenth seed right now, so they they'll be in the play-in tournament if the season had ended today. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's just balling. Like like Zach Levine, he's just balling. Unlike last year, though, I don't think people had Julius Randle as an All Star last year. Like this was unexpected from everybody. Like he's cra- he's going crazy this year. He definitely break out. I hope he can keep this going for the years to come. Same. And the Knicks are becoming more of a lo- less of a laughing stock now, which is mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Next is Ben Simmons. He's averaging 15 points a game, eight assists, eight rebounds, shooting 56 from the field. This is his third All Star appearance. He's one of, I think, the three best players on the first in the East, uh, 76ers. I think they they kind of threw that into effect here. And um, definitely still needs to work on his shooting. Definitely still needs to work on his shooting. I believe if, like, if he fixes his shooting, I believe he could be, like, one of the most dangerous, dangerous point guards in the NBA. But um, as of now, he's still a very good uh, playmaker. He makes stuff happen, and uh, I like watching him play. He, he's he definitely mixes it up. Um, this is one of the picks I disagree with, in my opinion. I don't really think Ben Simmons has been like, like maybe you could have put him there, but I'd much rather have had like someone like Jeremy Grant as an mm-hmm. All Star because mm-hmm. not only is he ball, he's wait, he's balling out for the Pistons, or like maybe someone like Malcolm Brogdon, like kind of like an unknown guy, underrated. Who's yeah. on Pacers? Um, just I don't. I'm not like mad at the pick. I just feel like there were better options than him because I feel like you know you have Embiid and then Sims is kind of like just like he's the second option. But like I'd rather have Jeremy Grant because he was same thing with Julius Randle, but kind of more. Nobody expected this out of Jeremy Grant. Which is yeah. crazy. literally nobody. People were like Jeremy Grant's out of the Pistons. I don't care. I'm going to sleep. Yeah. You know? Like, there's, there's actually more. There's a lot of these just uh, sleeper picks that like you wouldn't pick at the beginning of this year to be an all star. Yeah. The the all star g- game voting is kind of like the Grammys, just a popularity contest sometimes. Uh, yeah. You know, but it's whatever. You know, sometimes the unknowns don't get picked. It's just mm-hmm. how the, how life goes. You know. Yeah. So next is Jason Tatum. He's averaging 26 points a game, 4.6 assists, 7 rebounds. He's shooting 44 from the field, and this is his second All-Star appearance. Um, as a Duke fan, I've always liked I always liked watching him at Duke, and uh, I've seen him excel at the NBA level these past few years. And um, I don't have much to say on this, but he just definitely deserves it. He's one of the key players to that Boston team. Although they're kind of struggling right now, he still deserves this. Yeah, I agree. Uh, if Tate was on, I probably would have been mad. Him and Jalen Brown both have mm-hmm. stellar years. Um, like you said, you said, like said Celtics are kind of on a rough stretch right now. Yeah. Um, but, hey, uh, I think he still deserved it. Sibs after like 26 a game. It's pretty impressive. Um, yeah. That's basically all I can say. He just deserved it because he's the main option on the Celtic scene. And yeah. Next is Nikola Vucevic. He's averaging 23.9 points a game, 
3.7 assists and 11.7 rebounds. He's 40, he's shooting 47 from the field, and this is his second All-Star appearance. I think he totally could have more All-Star appearances, but he's on the Magic, so. And um, like you said, a little, little bit of a popular contest at times, so other people get other people beat him out when they have almost worse or the exact same stats as him. But I've always seen him help this Magic team. I believe without I believe without him on this Magic team, they'd probably go to the garbage. But um, totally well deserved. I've always loved his style of play. Yeah, um, I think Vucevic has overtaken Mike Conley as the most underrated player in the league. Um, I think no, not, I don't think anybody really talks about him, and he he puts up all star numbers and he does it quietly. Um, yeah. Like. Like, I agree with you. The Magic, although they're kind of in the dumpster right now and, like, the gutter, like, they'd probably be the worst team in the NBA if it wasn't for him. Albeit, though, the Magic are missing a lot of their key pieces, um, you know. But Vucevic is just – you can't deny that he's an all-star. Like, if, if you say he's not an all-star, then, like, do you even watch the NBA? Yeah. So now on to Team LeBron. So starting off with a replacement pick is Devin Booker. He's averaging 25 points a game, 4.3 assists, and 3.6 rebounds. He's shooting 50% from the field, and this is his second All-Star appearance. Elaborate on this. Uh, I think he deserved it. Like he's, like we said in the headlines, I think he deserved it over Chris Paul, in my opinion. And that kind of made me mad that he wasn't in it. Like I think Chris Paul might deserve to be in there, maybe. I don't really know. Um, Oh, that was another reserve we're talking about, but uh, you know, um, I think he deserves it. I think he's, I think he's underrated as well, especially now because like Chris Paul's kind of the face of that team, and like he's kind of like the second option. But I think it should be the other way around. Um, but Booker, man, he knows how to score the basketball, and I think, I think he deserved this. And even like, I don't even think he should have been a replacement. He should have been. The guy right there. I, don't, I think Anthony Davis, you could have said him, but I think other people could have made it in over him, in my opinion. So mm-hmm. that's my thoughts. He's, he's getting that Kendall Jenner magic, so uh, he's popping off a little bit from that. Uh, I heard yeah, Mr. Kardashians will do it to you. <laughs> but on a serious note, he's always been – a solid player. <laughs> Didn't he put up like 85 a few years ago? He put up 70 <laughs> years ago. Eighty-five. was like 85. But yeah, like he's always played well with the Suns. And even when they were da- even when they were in the dumps, when he first arrived there, he was still pulling out good numbers. And um, he always has been. I think he deserves it. Like, uh, like we said earlier, like um, he's definitely the replacement that you'd want over uh, Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. Next is Paul George. He's averaging 24.6 points a game, 5.4 assists, 6.2 rebounds. He's shooting 51 from the field, and this is his seventh All-Star appearance. And he's he's playing well, him and Kawhi. Uh, Clippers are doing better than they were last year with, the, with that dynamic duo. But, um, yeah, he's back to his old self. And um, he's playing well. Yeah. yeah. I hope by the playoffs this pandemic P doesn't come back because I really like this version of Paul George. He's a killer. He mm-hmm. 
he was on fire against the Wizards last night. Um, yeah. I think I think that's who they played last night. Maybe it was the night before, but he had like twenty five in the first half. He was shooting like nine to thirteen and five of five from three. He's he's completely. I think he's a race to that pandemic P thing right now because yeah. he's been balling out. He's having a great bounce back year, and he fully deserves this. Him and Kawhi fully deserve this for how much slander they were getting in the bubble, and they they're just balling out. Agreed. Next is Rudy Gobert, multiple Defensive Player of the Year winner, averaging 14 points a game, one assist a game, and 13.3 rebounds per game. He shooting 64 from the field, and this is his second All-Star appearance. Like I said, he's a he's a multi um, defensive Defensive Player of the Year award winner, and um, I think he, considering how extremely well the Jazz are doing right now, he totally deserves it. He's definitely a key part of that team, and he's been around a while, even before they were, even before they were really good. So, um, props to him, and he definitely deserves it. Yeah, I agree. Not only is this guy a front runner for Defensive Player of the Year, um, he is probably the number two option. I would like to see Donovan Mitchell. Uh, wait, did Don? I don't know if Donovan Mitchell made it yet. You, I'll probably hear it later if he did or didn't. Um, I, I think that. He deserved it all the way. I think he's he's probably the best interior defender center center league. His perimeter defense leaves a little bit to be desired, kind of like all centers. He kind of got, got dropped last night by LeBron, but we're going to talk about that. <laughs> well, well, the Utah Jazz also dropped LeBron and the Lakers by like 20. <laughs> Bro, Loki needed a map, though. Not going to lie. Yeah. Um, but, you know. Um, I think he deserved it. He's probably defensive player of the year, and he's been playing good basketball like the Utah Jazz have been. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Next is Damian Lillard. He's averaging 29.6 points a game, eight, eight assists, and four rebounds. He's shooting 44 from the field, and this is his sixth all-star appearance. He's just playing like Damian Lillard, and uh, he deserves it. I don't really have anything to say about that. Yeah. Um, I think that he's the main reason why Portland's doing good, even without C.J. McCollum. They've been playing great without C.J. McCollum and Nurkic and Zach Collins, who are like three key parts. Three, yeah, three key parts of that team. Um, yeah, they play the Lakers tonight. I wanna, I wanna see how that ends up. I hope they win. I, I hope they. I don't think they're playing on TNT though, so I can't even tune into that, which sucks. Um, but. Man, I love watching Dame. I think he's come become kind of underrated this year. Well, I think it was overrated last year. I think he's underrated this year. Like you said in episode 19, his ratings were never right. Yeah. Like, he's always either overrated or underrated. He's never overrated, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But, um... I think Sorry, I, they play tomorrow. They play tomorrow. I think he should have been a starter over I think I said that a few episodes ago. That's Sorry, my Luca, he said? Yeah, I think Dame has more impact on his team. Um, I believe so, too. Luka. But, you know, it could go either way. Like, yeah. I, he definitely deserved to be an all-star this year, though. He's fifth in MVP voting, or the ladder for MVP right now. So, I mm-hmm. think he deserves it all the way. Mm-hmm. Next, which you brought up, Donovan Mitchell. 
averaging 24 points a game, five assists, and five, or 4.8 rebounds a game. He's shooting 42 from the field, and this is his second All-Star appearance. Like I kind of mentioned with Rudy Gobert, he's leading the best team in basketball right now. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's proven Shaq wrong, honestly. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember a few years ago, like when they lost to the Rockets, when the Rockets were the first seed, or it was other like in the first round. I remember he said, "Look, you gotta like stay," or like he was like, "You know, you gotta be able to clutch up. Like you'll be fine." And they're like, "Oh, you gotta clutch up and and you gotta be like that guy," because they didn't know he was that guy on the Jazz yet after mm-hmm. that playoff series because he choked. But um, it's kind of besides the point. I agree with these people and Shaq wrong right now. I think the Jazz are legit. Um, I think they're definitely legit. Um, oh, definitely. I didn't think Donovan Mitchell made it. I forgot, but then I remembered <laughs> that he did. Uh, yeah. If he didn't make it, I would have been pretty mad. He's He's been one of my favorite players in the league ever since he was drafted. I've loved him ever since he's been drafted. And he's probably like one of my top five favorite players in the league right now. I absolutely love him, um, especially when they took down the Thunder. But, um, you know, the Jets are such a good team that he didn't even score in the first half. Or, like, he didn't score for, like, until late in the second quarter. And the, the Jets are still beating him by 13. And I think he deserves to be an MVP candidate. And yeah. he's definitely proven himself as another one of this – Another one of these young stars who's going to be the face of the NBA probably in a few years. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Next is Chris Paul. He's averaging 16.7 points a game, 8.6 assists a game, and 4.6 rebounds a game. Shooting 48 from the field. This is his 11th All Star appearance. Um, I've always had respect for him for always being able to get into the All Star game and always impacting positively on every team he switches to. He's, he's definitely had his fair share of teams he's been on. And um, he always manages to make an impact for the better. Mm-hmm. Um, he, Chris Paul, I, although I don't really agree with this pick, I think he could have won with like DeMar DeRozan, probably, or Shea Goods Alexander, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Um, I'm not really too mad at it. I think the NBA nailed most of these picks. Uh, they're not really too controversial. Um, Chris Paul has become the first player to make an all-star team on five different teams. That would be the New Orleans Hornets, um, the Thunder, the Clippers, the Rockets, and now the Suns, which is very impressive, in my opinion. Yep. Um you know, he's balling. He's not really having, like, a bit like, he's not really, like, OKC Chris Paul, but, like, he's kind of, like, there as, like, a veteran leader, in my opinion. But he's still playing great basketball. He's, like, the main, he's probably the second main reason why they're winning. You know, he's giving up the young guys a lot of veteran leadership, you know, which is good for the Suns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, still averaging 16 a game. I like that. He's very close to averaging a double-double. I like that as well. He's still doing it at an old age. That's what I respect the most. Now last on Team LeBron's All-Star Reserves is Zion Williamson. Averaging 25 points a game, 3 assists, and 6.8 rebounds a game. Shooting 62 from the field, and he this is his first All-Star appearance in his second year of basketball. Uh, I'm... Uh, he's, like, kind of, like, under the radar for how, like for how much 
his name was on ESPN last year. It surprises me that his name was kind of under the radar for this. Like they didn't really discuss it much, from what I've saw on e- on ESPN. And um, but yeah, he's having a great season that I personally haven't even seen yet. I haven't I haven't seen him play this season. But from the numbers I'm seeing, um, props to him. Yeah, although the Pelicans have been relatively disappointing this year. Um, mm-hmm. Zion has been probably one of the bright spots along with Brendan Ingram. I think he's played, he's playing better than Brendan Ingram is, though, this year, which yeah. is crazy for only his second year. Um, I, I read a stat, I, don't, I forget the exact percentage, it might have been a while ago, or it was a while ago. He was shooting like a ridiculous percentage in the paint, which is crazy. Um, mm-hmm. and I remember I saw a Zion highlight on Bleach Report. I was like, wow, this is like the first time I've seen a Zion highlight on Bleach Report in a while. Well, yeah. Because I unfollowed him a while ago, and I recently refollowed him. But that's besides the point. Um, you know, just he's he's good. He's he's great. Like <laughs> that's all I can really say. I think he deserves this, and I think he deserves some of the hype again because the hype definitely died down. And I think he deserves yeah. the hype again because he's he's balling. He's balling. Yeah, I remember a year ago, a little over a year ago, like I couldn't turn on ESPN without seeing his name, and then it kind of faded away. But yeah, it definitely should come back up and some and some talks about the All Star Game. So next up, let's cover the Tiger Woods car crash. So Tuesday morning, around like seven thirty a.m., he was in a single car crash. I, I believe it was like a like a, like a quick turn on a, on a road. They said he seemed to be driving like dangerously beforehand. I haven't really looked in, into that part yet, but there's no life-threatening injuries. Um, it did look really bad from the pictures I saw, like his car. And um, they they originally said they used the jaws of life to get him out, but I'm also hearing reports that they didn't. Like it's very it's very uh, mixed up. But um, he had he um, no life-threatening injuries. He uh, he comminated his tibula and fibula. Comminated means that he like he broke them into many fragments, and uh, he's had some leg surgeries already, and he's in stable condition. They're putting rods and screws all in his legs. My question to you is: Do you think he'll play competitive golf again? Um, I think it's possible. I'd love to see him play competitive golf again, and uh, prayers up for him. Um. I don't know if he'll come back to like his form, like even like the his most recent Masters form. Um, it really depends about how good the rehab goes and how well he can recover from this injury. Um, and if this is the end of his career, not trying to sound like a pessimist or anything, but just what a career! And it said that it got derailed by knee back. And then this car accident, like just injury problems. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, so, I, I hope he can come back, though. I think he will. I hate to say he's not going to come back and play PGA Tour golf again, but I don't think he will. So over the years, he has extreme torque in his swing, which has caused his back problems. He ruptured an ACL in 07. And... Uh, then you add this onto it. I mean, it's just like it's just so much, and he's getting older too. Because you can play golf, you can play golf competitively at an older age. So I think 
if he didn't he did win the Masters last year, which I think he could build off of uh, into calling it a career. But uh, I don't have high hopes for him coming back, but I sure hope he does get better. And if he can't come back, that'd be legendary. So yeah, He's 45 right now, which is mm-hmm. – I didn't think he was that old. But yeah. um, just prayers for him, man. I hope he can come back because that sucks. It's yeah. terrible. All right, so now on, now on to some Orioles baseball. Let's cover the Orioles team, the roster. All right, so let's start off with the catchers. So we have Pedro Severino and Francisco. Who who should start? What do you what do you think in there? Um, definitely Pedro Severino. My eyes. I'm trying to remember the team. I didn't really watch a lot of baseball last year, but I'm pretty sure Severino had a pretty good hitting year. He did. I don't. I think it, is he on the older end? Is, yes, very much. Um, I think he has more experience than Chase Cisco, obviously. But I think Severino might be demoted when Adley comes up, though. Agreed. Um, but for now, I think Severino's the starter. All right. Yes, for me, I believe Severino is also the starter. Or, sh- or should be the starter, because, like you said, he had a very good hitting year last year. Um, Chancisco, he's he's a he's a once in a time, once in a long time hitter, and uh, they're both very talented on the the catching end. But I believe, from what I've seen um, of Pedro Severino behind the behind the plate, he's very uh, he's very um, he's very encouraging. He's very like he's very like. He's he's lead he leads when he's behind the plate, and I always see him talking to the guys, uh, just like trying to encourage the pitcher and stuff. Um, I believe he's a better fit right now. But like what what you said about Adley, Adley definitely deserves a chance in there. So um, we'll see how that plays out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Pedro Severino batted two fifty last year. He had um, five home runs, five doubles. I mean, he he hit well. I believe he was the leading hitter on the team. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So now on to first base. We have Chris Davis, Trey Mancini, and Renato Nunez. I believe he's still on the team. I, I haven't heard much about him, but I haven't heard he's gone. So, so Chris Davis on the hitting end is brutal. Like, he's horrendous. But Trey Mancini's not going to be, like, Full, full, ready to go, 100% at all the time, every game next year. So I believe Chris Davis and Renato Nunez, if he's still in here, will get most of that playing time. I just really hope Chris Davis can hit this year. That would be a dream of mine. That would come true, hopefully. So who do you, who do you think starting at first base this year? Probably Chris Davis. If Chris Davis somehow hit 30 home runs, I think Jesus would come down from heaven and – Stand in Camden Camden Yards. Real. Um, <laughs> um, I think he should be the starter. That we don't really have much depth at first base. Um, he hit a whopping one fifteen last year. So I mean, those are like MVP numbers. So, so I mean, please, I dear God, do better this year. Please, like, at least give us like some semblance that hey, this contract isn't like completely terrible, and hit like. 30 home runs. Just please. 
live up to the money for one season. Just like make this be the miracle season, Chris Davis, please. Mm-hmm. So now on to all the infielders. So we can start off with Freddie Galvis, a new pickup for uh, the Orioles this year. He's he's a veteran presence. He's not old old, but he's 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 had more experience than most on the Orioles roster, and uh, he's he's been traded around these past few years from from Philly to Toronto, and now he's in Baltimore. And uh, I haven't seen him play. He was okay when I saw them play Toronto last year. He wasn't outstanding, but I believe he could help us a little bit. Yeah, Perry was a pretty good defensive presence. I saw a lot of fans liking the signing. Um, mm-hmm. and obviously, we're not going to get any big free agents, so we got to take what we can get. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, just <laughs> hoping that he does good. So I can really say, just best luck to him. I think you should start though. Definitely, definitely. Next is Rio Ruiz. <sighs> Rio Ruiz, man. <laughs> Last year he had 222. He had nine home runs. I believe he's he was third in home runs on the team last year, and uh, I believe he has talent to do good. He's he made some pretty outstanding defensive plays last year. Remember the one where he dove and like rolled it to second base, and they just got him when they're playing the Angels. Yeah. That was- that was a good play. Like, like he he's ready. He's like there to play, but I just believe he needs a better team around him. I think he definitely has potential that he's needs to show off. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's just getting in the majors. He's only twenty six. You know, so mm-hmm. maybe he'll have a breakout year next year. That'd be awesome. Like, because obviously the third base hole hasn't been filled since Manny Machado. You know, it's a big loss. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Uh, I think he's a starter because you know third on the home run, third and on the team in home runs. You know, just it's pretty impressive, I guess. Yeah. You know, so I think that should make you a starter if you hit good, and then his fielding is good. So those are like two categories that I'd say make him an eligible starter for the Orioles, and I think he should be the starter. Next is Ryan Mountcastle. He does play a little third base, but he's mainly an outfielder. But last year he did hit three thirty three. He did come in later in the season, but he he did very well, and he's still he can still he's still eligible for rookie of the year next year, and I believe he can win it. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I love Ryan Mountcastle. Remember this? I think he had like a home he had a homer in his de- debut. Like maybe not in his he didn't he really get his debut game. He had two. He had two in his debut game. Yes, it's pretty impressive. Um, mm-hmm. I lo- I liked watching him. Um, I like watching seeing all these young prospects come up in the MLB or you know, on our team. You know, gives me hope as a fan, especially yeah. when they do good. Like he is, you know, just awesome. Uh, I think he should be the starter. You know, give him some more reps. You know, get him in the system, and then he'll probably continue to flourish. Mm-hmm. Next is Pat Baleka. He hit two seventy seven last year, and. Uh, he had a walk off. I mean, he he brought a good presence to the team. He's he's definitely a good overall player. I think he's probably one of the best overall players on the roster. Mm-hmm. That might be a little, a little bit of a bold take, but I certainly believe so. He can play almost anywhere and uh, perform. 
And, yeah. and when he steps up the plate in a clutch situation where he can be clutch, I uh, he's probably the person I have most hope for in the lineup. Yeah. Next, on, next on to Richie Martin, who didn't play much last year, who um, I believe would fit better at second base than shortstop. And um, if him and Cedric Mullins can play that small ball game at the top of the lineup, then I believe that's where he should stay. And uh, hopefully he's back for more games this year. And I believe you should put Freddie Galvis at the shortstop and put Richie Martin at second base. I agree. <clears throat> Next is Jemai Jones. We acquired from the Angels uh, a couple weeks ago. And um, I'll be 100% honest, I have not really watched him play. He's yeah. a sort of name. I've heard I've, from like what you said about Freddie Galvis, I see people saying good things about it, about how it's a good pickup and stuff. So see how that plays out. A lot, a lot of. A lot of no-namers on this team right now, and um, I'm hoping they can show out. I am really hope to see some good Orioles baseball this year. Same. <laughs> now on some outfielders. Trey Mancini was out last year with colon cancer. He's he's back into the swing of things. He's hitting BP at spring training, and uh, I don't believe he, his playing days are over. I believe he's back into it, and I think he can still do better. Mm-hmm. He was by far the best Orioles player uh, the year before he got colon cancer. Just a minor setback for a major comeback, you know. I think he's going to yeah. have an even bigger year. You know, obviously, he'll probably be a little bit slow. Is he – he's going to be available for opening day, right? He should be. Okay. He's, he's, he's participating in spring training, so I believe he should be. It would be awesome if his one game, like his debut games, are a game we get to see him, like, for the first time. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm, but definitely. praying like I'm so glad he recovered from that that's awesome man it's, it's a great story yeah um, when it first when it first came out that he had colon cancer people were, were very negative about it like about him playing anymore and uh, I'm glad to see him back it's a miracle mm-hmm. next up here we got Austin Hayes he was out with a rib injury about three quarters of the way through the season last year but I love him as an outfield presence uh, he makes I've seen him make multiple highlight reel catches. He he batted 279 for the time he was in last year. He played 33 games out of the 60, so he played half the games basically. And um, where I where I mainly like him is in the outfield. Like that's where I like mainly just like his presence overall. Mm-hmm. I gotta agree. So uh, next is Cedric Mullins, who basically filled in for Austin Hayes once he had that rim injury. He's he's extremely fast. He's he's definitely should be still in the outfield, whether it's in right or left. I'm not sure where Mountcastle will be, but I I do believe he should still be in the lineup this year and uh, at the top of the lineup as well because he's he can put a bunt down and help start off innings for the Orioles team. Hmm. So, next is Anthony Santander. He went out with what I believe was a knee injury last year. Uh, and he was, like, he like he was the best player on the team by far last year until he got hurt. He played 37 games and, unfortunately, was out. Um, he still finished 
second with 11 home runs for the team, just behind Renato Nunez. And they almost did not re-sign him, which made me extremely mad. But I figured out they did re-sign him late last second. And um, I'm glad he's back. He's definitely one of my favorite players on this team right now. Mm-hmm. I love watching him. He's only 26, like Ruiz. Already had, like, maybe, like, the precursor to a breakout year. I think he'll, he's going to have a breakout year this year. Um, yeah. he, he has some power on his bat. He does. He, got, he has a lot of pop on that. He hits nukes. Next is uh, quite a quite a toss-up here for whether I like him completely or not. So, next is DJ Stewart, former number one pick of the Orioles. I believe in 2017. Uh, had a horrible year hitting until he started hitting. First three hits he had, had this year, this past year, were home runs. So he has the pop of his bat and um, and the talent. I just think he needs to play up to his ability, you know? Mm-hmm. He's also 26. Like, this is an extremely young team. And if he can help them out, if all these young players can just keep playing – and keep playing well and keep progressing, then they can have a good team. Yeah. yeah. Bring, bring in a couple more veterans, and then you have yourself a good team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. agree. Mm-hmm. That's it for the outfielders. Now let's go to the starting rotation. All right. <laughs> so we have John Means. Last year, he was two and four. I, I He didn't have a very good year last year. His... He was just getting hit a lot worse than he did in the year before. He was an all-star the year before I have his jersey. He's definitely my favorite player in the MLB right now and probably will be for a while unless something happens. Uh, he's a lefty like me, so I, I just I just like his game a lot. And um, his changeup's filthy. I believe he needs to bounce back next year and uh, have a great year. Yeah, I agree. Love some means play. Um, I think I have a bounce back year, and uh, I hope this bullpen can come together because we, as a, as Orioles fans, we all know that some of our weaknesses are a good bullpen. Definitely. Next is next for the starting rotation is Cesar Valdez. Picked him up from the Toronto Blue Jays. I I haven't really read much into him, so I can't really have a comment. But um, yeah, we acquired him. We're gonna see how he does this year. Next is Matt Harvey, who was kind of just out there, still still pitching lightly, but not for any teams. He was just waiting for a chance, and the Orioles gave it to him. He was a complete threat in in New York for the Mets uh, around 2015. And uh, if he can get back into the swing of things, I believe he can also he can still be a threat. He was extremely dominant and um, kind of made some bad choices and had a couple injuries, and uh, ended up kind of getting out of that 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 mainstream spot. But I believe he can work himself back up and become a dominant pitcher for the Orioles. Mm-hmm. He's only thirty one. He's got I think he's got a little bit of gas up in the tank. Yeah, um, you know, let's see what happens. Next, which I personally love, he's a little bit older, but I personally love it, 
is uh, Felix Hernandez. An amazing pitcher, has, has had an amazing career, which I thought was over until the Orioles randomly picked him up on a minor league deal. And um, looks like he, looks like he's enjoying his time in spring training as of now. But uh, I'm not sure how he's going to do. I'm, I'm just – I haven't really watched him play in a while. So uh, I hope he does well and uh, help his team out. And definitely – Definitely is that veteran presence that they needed. Yeah. Um, you know, his last season was not great. Um, he went 1-8 and eight with a 6.4 ERA. Huh. And then the year before that wasn't great either. Um, but, you know, hopefully he can turn around. I mean, he's only... 34, I mean, he's 34, probably he's like one or two years left in him, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe he can be a veteran influence, like you said, which would be great. I think it's the main reason why we picked him up. Um, yeah. And I like the signing. I think it's a very underrated signing. Agreed. Giving people chances is what they need to do, so um, I agree. And then my last one is is Dean Creamer. He he started a few he started a few games last year, and um, I personally liked him a lot. He went he did go one and one. But that first game he started was very good. He he I believe he played a very good team. I forget who it was, but they, he was striking them all out. I mean he he was doing well, and uh, I believe he personally has a future for this team because he's he's twenty four. He's very young, and uh, he's great ball movement and. Uh, He's very straight to the plate. I see that, and um, he—he just—he looks like a like a threat, honestly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like how he's looking, and um, mm-hmm. so let's go on to the bullpen. All right, so we have Dylan Tate. He was one on one last year. He's an ERA about four point eight, and. Uh, I personally like him, so uh, yeah. I mean, I don't have much to say about this this uh, bullpen, so uh, let's just let's kind of whiz through it. Mm-hmm. Andrew Scott, he's built very well. I mean, he throws the ball really hard. He's a lefty. No one's really been able to hit him, and uh, I like how he's been looking. Yeah. Hunter Harvey, yeah. I saw him hit a hundred miles an hour last year on TV. He he sits ninety nine. Like he he's he's the real deal. And he's got that mullet power, so uh, so yeah, he, he has a real chance. Mm-hmm. Sean Armstrong has filthy junk. Like his off speed is unbelievable, and uh, he's twenty nine. He's like he's not old, but he's on he's older side for this team. But uh, I like how he's looking. And we got Cole Sulcer, just another arm, honestly, and. Uh, and then Travis Lakin's also another arm. So uh, that's all I got for that bullpen. That's all I got for that team. Yeah. yeah. Very young roster. Kind of like how it's looking. And uh, I hope they can do well next year. Hopefully they can live to my prediction of third in the AL East. I and, hope they uh, win the World Series. <laughs> what? I hope they win the World Series. <laughs> third in the AL East, I'd be so grateful for, but. Just something. Just something positive, please. All right. 
Follow our Twitter at the Forno Sports Pod. Follow our Instagram at the Forno Sports Podcast. Like I said earlier in the in the episode, merch is coming. DM me at underscore Maddie Lynch on Instagram if you have any ideas or any orders you want to put in for it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we have a Discord now. It's on the Twitter. It's a pinned tweet do. on the Twitter page. You can talk with us. Bring us some sports news you want us to cover. Maybe even get like a guest spot. Like who knows? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, just talk with us. Go in the voice channel. Talk with us. You know, just mm-hmm. and talk about sports and just chill. You know, just chill a spot. You know what I'm saying? So yep. hit up the Discord, hit up the Twitter, hit up the Instagrams, Eleven Lens and Maddie Lynch. Yep. Uh, um. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys for watching and giving us love you know we love it we love growing we love seeing the love and we all, we appreciate it we love you we love all you guys so uh personally everyone just get us to 350 followers so we can drop the merch i'm very excited to do that 350 is the number the golden number that we need to meet to get it so uh keep follow keep telling your friends to follow it and uh we'll be chilling yeah all right Thank you for tuning in to episode 20 of the 4 No Sports Podcast. Have a good one.